This podcast is brought to you by HCN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show. to be here we sure are uh this always is always happy yeah exactly this is your host peter and this is your host kyle and today we have a guest host talking with us today it's our friend ryan hello hi hi, hi. hello i was trying to think uh you've been on i know you've been on at least once maybe twice i don't remember yeah the only yes. one i remember it's not my first time no it's not your first time we not my first rodeo sir <laughs> funky rodeo funky rodeo <laughs> I just imagine rodeo clowns and afros. Don't they have afros? They're just rainbow afros. Uh, yeah, yeah, good point. Well, just just remembering way back, I remember one of our first episodes, Ryan, you joined us for, which was the the songs from that Mr. T motivational video. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was oh. one of our be- best episodes. From one of the best from musicians the of our time. Yes. You shouldn't have mentioned that, because now I'm just going to spend the rest of this episode watching that. Yeah, good point. Oh, <laughs> everyone watch that after you, or listen to that after you listen to this, because otherwise we'll be really sad. <laughs> um, so, what are we talking about today, Mr. Peter, that is infinitely more interesting than Mr. T? See, we, we shouldn't have started talking about Mr. T, because not anything <laughs> else we talk about is just going to sound really boring. <laughs> Nothing, everything pales in comparison to after the T. After Mr. T, just everything is disappointment. Pretty much. Well, thanks for listening to Funk Radio. If you like our show, like us on Facebook. Uh, Friends, (laughs) family, loved ones, everything pales to Mr. T. (laughs) So uh, our topic for today is uh, we found a handful of songs that more or less support the idea of cheating or infidelity in relationships. Um, Kyle, you've mentioned before, I think it might have been the last episode, you said there's a lot of songs, a lot more songs about love lost than about love gained. (laughs) Yes. And cheating, I think... I guess it's a bit of both, the, d- <laughs> d- d- depending on who you are. Um, but I would say generally, if songs are going to be talking about cheating, they're not, uh, you know, not in a positive light. Um, these are, I think, all from the perspective of one of the two people in that cheating relationship. So it's more of we have to be careful not to get caught more than, oh, this is bad, as you'll find out, I guess. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll start us off with our, our first song And then we'll kind of get the conversation started from there uh, So the first song we want to talk about Is a pretty popular one uh, called Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul This came from uh, 1972 This was a single from his album 360 Degrees of Billy Paul It seems like a funny title Just Have you ever seen me. Billy Paul all the way around? Um, no, I haven't that's why. Okay. <laughs> Seems like a good enough reason. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so this song is basically about, um, obviously it's from a, a man's perspective. Um, it, it's about him and this woman who he calls Mrs. Jones, and they they meet in this little um, restaurant every day, and they hold hands, and they make plans. That rhymes because those are actually lines from the song. I didn't just make that up. <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were so clever. You shouldn't have said anything. I know. I know. Um, so I'll just read a few of the lyrics here. 
uh, says, we got to be extra careful that we don't build our hopes too high because she's got her own obligations and so do I. Me and Mrs. Jones got a thing going on. We both know that it's wrong, but it's much too strong to let it cool down now. So, uh, like I said before, it's it's more of... Uh, it's, although it's, it's, it's pretty positive light, I would say. It, it, they're very... Um, they want to not get caught, but they also know that this isn't something they can just let go. I don't yes. know. Um, Ryan, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the song, Ryan. I know. I've never heard it before. So. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's one of those songs that it's probably like, I guess, especially of the uh, of the times, probably one of the most infamous cheating songs. It's it's almost become like the cliche cheating song. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like how some of Marvin Gaye's music has turned into like the cliche sex music. <laughs> um. But it's one of those songs I guarantee a lot of people have heard it. They just it's one of those pop culture reference songs that everyone knows it and just no one really pays much mind as to who sang it, when it was done. It's just right. one of those songs that faded into pop culture like the pop culture cloud. Cause that's Is that thing. like a storage cloud for all the <laughs> No, it's, the pop it's like stuff. it's like that cloud on the edge of the solar system that's just filled with black nothingness and dust. That's that's the cloud I'm imagining. Oh. Um, but yeah, Billy Paul, really good singer. He also has a really awesome song called Am I Black Enough For You? <laughs> <laughs> why aren't we why aren't we talking about that one? Because Maybe we aren't black enough to talk about that song. Because he doesn't cheat on his own blackness. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's a good song as well. You guys should check that out, despite it having nothing to do with our subject. And Ryan, um, Ryan, you, along with our listeners, if you haven't heard this song, or any of the other ones we're going to talk about, you can listen to our Spotify playlist that we will be posting when we finish the episode. So if you're listening yeah. to this right now, then... Segway. So you smooth. Pause, yeah, right? Pause that. I, Peter would be like a really good admin. He'd just be like, speaking of which, try Pepsi. I don't mind <laughs> the taste. <laughs> oh, gosh. Peter, the ad man. Um, speaking of nothing to do with that whatsoever, segue, um, the next song we're going to talk you about is... You didn't even is, try. I know. <laughs> that was bad. I apologize. I'm off my segue game, because I fell off my segue. Um, well, you got a few more chances in this episode, so... Yeah, yeah, true. Um, speaking of things that are wrong with society, um, Luther Ingram has a song called Loving You Is Wrong. And if so, I don't want to be right. Um, Segway, Peter, it worked, okay? <laughs> it worked. Um, that song was written in 1972, same year as Billy Paul's, actually. Um, and similar in fashion, it's also about an adulterous love affair told from the point of view of either the mistress or the cheating spouse, depending on the performer, because it was sung by Luther Ingram, but it's also been sung by female soul singers afterwards uh, as well it's been covered gotcha. so it can be kind of told from either perspective um you know I've, I've heard other songs that do that where they'll they'll change it a little bit if it's yeah. male or female singing it but i never not like a cheating song yeah exactly um but regardless of i guess who was singing the song both parties involved expressed their desire to remain in the affair while at the same time acknowledging that the relationship is morally wrong 
Um, hence the title. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, this song was written by the famous Stax writing trio Banks, Jackson, and Hampton. Uh, and I've never a, heard of them. <laughs> you know what, Peter? They're famous. Just trust me on that one. I trust it's, you on it. I don't know why I've never heard of them. It's the famous law firm of Dewey, Hangem, and Howe. Um, because yes, I can tell I just, you like the songwriting duos or trios from like any other of these record labels, not from that one. Well, they wrote a lot of songs for Stax, Peter. Okay. I didn't say they didn't do it. We don't talk about Stax that often, unfortunately. So. It probably never came up. We should talk about stacks more. Um, however, we're talking about it right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, I guess, not-so-famous trio of Banks, Jackson, and Hampton wrote this particular song in the middle of the night uh, sometime around 1970, and they had initially had the stacks girl group, The Emotions, record the song, but... They did kind of an up-tempo version that really kind of didn't work with the material. So they shelved it and just said, whatever, um, for for two years until R&B singer Luther Ingram happened to find the tape while visiting the studio. He took it and he worked out more of a mournful arrangement with more of a sort of low-tempo gospel feel to it. And when he recorded the song they liked it so much that they ended up releasing his version. And it's funny because he actually recorded it at Muscle Shoals in Alabama, which we've talked about that studio before. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of ties to Stax. Hmm. Um, I'm so, just, yeah, he, so did they, actually, I'm just curious, did they ever release yes. the uh, Emotions version? Because that would I don't be pretty know. good. I really don't. I don't know if it was just one that they recorded and they're just like, eh, and <laughs> shelved it and it ended up getting trashed. But that would be interesting to find out. Yeah. Funky listeners, let us know if you've ever heard the emotions version of <laughs> the song. Do the research, huh? because we didn't, obviously. <laughs> Go on Wikipedia, because we forgot to. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Peter. <laughs> um, if you've heard the emotions version of the song, let us know on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Also enjoy the crisp, refreshing taste of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of Mountain Dew Code Red. Oh, God. It's diabetes in a bottle. I hope Mountain Dew isn't one of your sponsors, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> so why don't we take a break here for a second from the ones we have written down and uh, just talk about, I guess, the concept in general. Sounds good. I'm trying to think. About, like, I'm trying to think. Are there any other like? Because obviously, we on this show we talk about Funk and Soul. Yes. You know, till the cows come home. But I mean, like, are there other songs or other songs in other genres you guys can think of that? kind of go along the same line. I might be stereotyping here, because I can only really think of one, kind of, sort of, but I would have a feeling, either in modern R&B or kind of spilling over into rap and hip-hop, there would probably be a lot of songs advocating cheating. Uh, I can think but of that's... one song that's that's not really in those typical genres. Um, there's Leonard Cohen's famous Blue Raincoat. Uh, have you guys heard that song? I don't. That sounds familiar. The the guy sounds familiar, but no. Yeah, he did. He does a kind of crooning, swooning sort of music. Um, but uh, I think "Famous Fluenco" is kind of interesting because it's told from the perspective of the guy being cheated on, but he's not like angry about it. Like he's like cool with it, kind of. Really? It, like it's like something that's happened in the past, and like he 
felt like it it helped his relationship almost like it's it's oh. a really complicated song and I, I i would argue like some people probably don't even think it's about cheating but like mm. it's like i think the lyrics make it sound a lot like this guy is this guy's friend had an affair with his wife like a long time ago and he's kind of just like remembering it in this song it's it's a really interesting song and i don't think i've ever seen that perspective you know in a huh. yeah that is interesting song. So it's not happening at the time of the song. It's like he's remembering it. But. He's actually in the song writing a letter to the friend who he hasn't seen in like a really long time. And like mm. he's like, uh, uh, some things reminded me of you. And he's like writing this letter to the guy. Mm. And so, he's writing, so he's writing the letter to the cheater. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And mm. it's like, it's almost like a kind of wistful song. Like. I go, we, we're probably never going to see each other again. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting mm. song. Um, and I, I guess that's not really very much in line with the typical cheating song, which is like... That's yeah, an interesting was, perspective, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely interesting. It's, it's a really good it's, song. I, I it's, so f- it. it's so funny, I guess, commenting on that is that how many songs, and really just the concept of cheating in general, how it's always focused on the perspective of the cheater and I guess the two people doing the cheating and not the people that have been cheated on, they're kind of just seen as like faceless victims that are that yeah are in, in like, the oh. in songs like these, yeah, um, yeah, ob- there yeah. are obviously songs from the perspective of the person being cheated on trapped in the closet yeah that was I think wasn't that about cheating am I wrong maybe um, was that the R. Kelly song? Yeah, I remember he did like all those different parts and there was a video and he was hiding in the closet because his wife or girlfriend was cheating on him. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. totally about cheating. With the little yeah. man, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. I can't believe I sat through that. But <laughs> I know, right? Thank you for reminding Wait, me. Wait, he's in the I closet? That. What, what is yeah, he? Was he like, like watching them or something? He's Yeah, I guess. I don't, I, he made like a movie out of it. It was like an hour long. It really I know, it was really <laughs> stupid. Yeah, he like drew this like music video out into like five or six separate acts wow and it was basically just this long story about him trapped in a closet forced to witness his wife and or uh, girlfriend cheating on him dang and then he like goes insane and then he pulls a gun on the guy i don't even remember but it's got our <laughs> it's got our kelly mm, okay. back when he was relevant sort of <laughs> well he's relevant now apparently <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, basically, the point I wanted to make was that you, I, I would, I'm willing to bet that most songs about cheating are from the perspective of the person being cheated on, um, simply because I think the emotions are going to be a lot stronger from that person, um, mm. when they find out versus the people that True. are doing it. True. Um, so, I'm willing to bet that like most songs are going to be playing from those stronger emotions. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but. That's just a guess. I'm curious what the audience is like. What the intended audience is for like songs about cheating? Like, hmm. like what? Who are you trying to appeal to? Is it like people it like, 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 like I want that singer to cheat on his wife with me? Like, is that the audience <laughs> or like, like is that because like what is what is the appeal? I'm confused. I would like I why would, people write these I songs. Would, I would guess, at least for some songwriters, maybe not all, that it's more of a personal catharsis of writing those emotions out mm. and singing about them for their mm. own emotional fortitude. I don't know if it's really meant to be like, oh, hey guys, you should relate to me because people have been cheated on. 
feel like for the upbeat ones though like they're usually pretty proud about like what they've done like it's yeah like, we're doing this and it's kind of awesome like i wonder like who that intended message is for players <laughs> that's possible yeah okay. players and pimps. yeah probably people that are doing it that are seeing how long they can go without getting caught and they're like yeah i, I don't care i, I think this is great even yeah, if it is song really play. speaks to my hobbies <laughs> <laughs> My hobbies include cheating on women and knocking them out in elevators. Oh. I'm Ray Rice. <laughs> um, and you're on laughing. Uh, related to what you just said, Kyle, about how... Because you were saying that some artists might write these songs because they did it and they want people to relate to them or something. Is that what you meant? Like, I don't know. To some extent, I guess if they're writing it from a negative perspective of the cheatee... It seems like it. Yes, <laughs> Cheetos. Um... <laughs> the person cheating is the Cheeto. Oh man, we're losing sponsors left and right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Enjoy yeah. crunchy, cheesy Cheetos. <laughs> that... I just imagine someone like being cheated on, and that's how like they discover it is like the other person has Cheeto f- dust on their fingers. <laughs> and you Cheetoed on me. <laughs> But um, for for coming from a negative perspective of the of the GD, I would assume that's more of a of a personal catharsis of writing the song mm. to get out their anger and emotion and frustration. But if they're writing the song as the cheater and bragging about it that publicly, then <laughs> it just I don't know what that's trying to reinforce some sort of level of masculinity or I guess if it's from a female perspective, just proud nature mm. I don't know but it seems I think Ryan's right it seems very odd to like write a song about that but there's been songs about worse things that's true well but, actually I, I want to insert something here is that uh, for example with, with the first song we talked about uh, me and Mrs. Jones yes. um, that was I'm trying uh, you know what I'm blanking on the, the writers in that song it's it's like the famous writing group from uh, Philadelphia um, International uh, oh, uh, oh, the 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 husband and wife? No, no, no. And, oh, the other one. Um, Holland, Daisy, oh, and Holland. No, sorry, <laughs> that was Motown. No, um, Gamble and Huff. No, ah. they they wrote this song. Be- they wrote that song because they used to go to this diner that was next to the record studio, and over time they observed that that a certain time of day, this one guy would come in to the the restaurant, and about fifteen minutes later, a girl would come in. And they would sit at the same booth and like hold hands and stuff. And then Aww. again, they would leave at like slightly different times and go opposite directions. So they came up with the idea for the song based on something they observed in real life mm. versus versus like a personal experience. So they're not sure if like that, because I remember, I don't, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but the guy was saying like that could have been like his, his daughter or sister or something. But like that's kind of the story we came up with was that mm. these two people were just, like in an affair together. Wait, for what song? Me and Mrs. Jones. Oh, oh, dirt. Yeah, that's really... That's... I guess that kind of makes sense. It seems like a lot of these songs are kind of either stories... stories that these songwriters tell that don't necessarily reflect their own experiences or maybe, I guess, if they're written by the artists themselves, they do, but... Yeah. As we we know, especially with R&B in, you know the 60s and 70s a lot of times the performers didn't write the songs they had these writing teams right. yeah that's so. true 
Just like comedy shows. <laughs> Wait, what? Just like a lot of comedy shows, like the the comedians don't write their own jokes. They have like comic writers. Oh, you mean like stand-up comedians? No, 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 no. Like, I don't know. Like uh, the Daily Show or something. They have a bunch of writers. That oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Write okay. jokes for. I think that's for most TV shows. Yeah. You, well, or most yeah, things. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that on The Simpsons, the cartoon characters don't say that themselves and come up with all that? There isn't like an actual Simpsons world that I can go visit. I, oh, I mean, I wouldn't go destroyed. that far. I'm just saying there's some evidence <laughs> that that might be true. Oh. Oh, Ryan, did you... I mean, again, you hear things more than I do. You hear things. <laughs> did you hear about that Simpsons Family Guy crossover episode they're doing? I, I did. Are you going to be able to tie this back into punk music somehow? Not at <laughs> so all. I would be very I'm, impressed. Not at all, but I'm going, I'm going out there. If you can drag me back, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an astronaut floating out from the space station. You well, Kyle, it seems like you slipped away from our regular topic. Son Coming up bitch, next Peter. is Slip Away by Clarence Carter, a single from 1968. Wow, that was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> that was actually really good. I felt like George Clooney, and you just saved me, Sandra Bullock. Hmm. All right. It's a, it's a movie gravity, gravity reference. Yes, <laughs> because astronauts. I don't think you saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes our jokes? <laughs> Monkeys at typewriters. The people at Cheetos writers. <laughs> Explains so much. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, so slip away by Clarence Carter. If you don't know who Clarence Carter is, uh, he's a really cool guy. He's um, He was like a soul slash R&B singer um, in the late 60s, early 70s, um, mostly from the South. I think he was uh, from Alabama or so. or maybe Something like that. Yeah. Um, but he's also blind, So, but uh, he's a couple good songs, including uh, Strokin', which is amazing. It's about make a move. So, <laughs> uh, this this song, I guess, less so. It's about make a move. Um, if it is, if it is, you're not, if it is, you're not doing it right. <laughs> um, I don't have a whole lot of information I could find about this song. Um, I do know that uh, when he did join Atlantic Records in uh, nineteen six late nineteen sixty eight, or maybe no, late sixty seven, maybe uh, this was the first song that he recorded, and it basically be, like this was early in his career but then his this became like one of the top three songs that ever performed so that was pretty cool um i think i hit number six in the pop charts maybe i think so that's pretty high um yep. so a few uh lyrics from this song uh love oh love how sweet it is when you steal it darling let me tell you something now how sweet it is but could you just slip away without him knowing you're gone then we can meet somewhere somewhere where we're both where we're both are not known um Again, like, obviously he has no shame about this. Um, he's saying, like, hey, get out so, uh, you know, your man doesn't know what you're doing and we can go somewhere where nobody knows us and then we can do things. Do you think, do you, okay, I'm going to hell for this, but do you think if he ever got <laughs> caught by the cheater, he would just, like, pull the blind card and just run <laughs> around and pretend yeah. he didn't know where he was? Uh, I'm absolutely <laughs> certain he would. <laughs> Dude, okay, if my woman, if I found out my woman was cheating on me and I realized it was with Clarence Carter, I'd be like, okay, you guys have fun, Clarence Carter, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, ooh, shit, Clarence Carter. Just, 
<laughs> just to be in the same room with him to be like, okay, do whatever you want, dude. <laughs> just don't break anything. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um. So, um, lyrics-wise, there isn't a whole much else other than what I said. Um, it's basically a repeating of, and can you slip away, slip away, I need you so, slip away, baby. So, um, you know, this is actually, I guess this is one of those songs that you don't really know it's about cheating unless you really listen to the lyrics or you read them. Hmm. Um, obviously, something like the first two that we've talked about are a little bit more obvious. Um, but if you're just listening to Slip Away, like, I, for a long time I didn't know this song was about cheating. Um, until It was either until I listened really clear, carefully to the lyrics or I was reading them for some reason that I realized, oh, this is actually about, um, you know, infidelity. Which I guess brings up another point is that, like, do you guys think that it's more common for these type of songs to be more upfront about that topic or it's kind of, like, buried in the song? That's, That's yeah, weird to me know. that that would be like a buried meaning. Like that they yeah. would do that intentionally. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Clearly, it, it just did. But <laughs> that seems strange. Like why? Why would you have that be the hidden message of your song? Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, by the way, if you play this backwards, you'll find out that I cheated. <laughs> and, that, and and that I worship the devil. Because I mean, like clearly in that song from those lyrics, he's not like ashamed of this. Like he wants this yeah. to happen. So I. You know what? You know what I think it is more so than it, the lyrics being hidden, is that what is considered such a generally morose topic is often paired with like this sort of rhythmic, faster-paced R&B. So if you're just listening to the song at a topical level, you kind of don't grasp the, I guess, gritty nature of it. If that makes any sense, so you don't initially say oh this song's about this guy cheating on you know with some girl on a guy you're just like oh this is a nice r&b song i can dance to this um well i mean with slip away i wouldn't i guess i wouldn't call it a hidden meeting as much as just if because i mean i think when you're listening to any given song you're not list you're not hearing every single lyric and like and examining what they're saying i mean that's pretty common right i mean so I would say for the most part with Slip Away, it's just like you get the idea of, okay, you want this girl to come over to you and, you know, be together. Like, that's, I think that's the meaning you get out of it, just from like a one one over listen. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas something like Me and Mrs. Jones, or even like Loving You is Wrong, like, you're going to get that meaning pretty much from the get go. Um, so it's not necessarily like, oh, they're hiding this meaning as much as just like it's not as obvious. True. Um, I don't know. Um, the next song we have on our list, Kyle, you can tell us about it, but, um... Yeah. Um, I, I ho- never even knew until you mentioned this that this is I know, change. right? Yeah. So maybe this can be an extension of what we're talking about right now. Yes. Hopefully, uh, Clarence Carter doesn't wander to the dark end of the street, um, where you'll find James Carr. <laughs> is that a blind joke? I, <laughs> I really hope it's not. It's whatever you want it to be. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I would feel so uh, terrible about that joke, but I just love this taste of Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we're going to be sued by Coke. <laughs> um, well, you know, Coke, probably in their in their ads and stuff, doesn't necessarily... Um, they may be missing out on the blind market. Um, yes, this is... So they need Coke, we are kind of Coke pandering Braille. to that market. 
This is true. I mean, they're not thinking about that. When they make a TV commercial, they're like, oh, hey, can, people, can blind people enjoy this? And, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of blind people out there, legitimately. So how are they going to enjoy these advertisements by Coca-Cola? This is true. Okay, so you know how, like, Coca-Cola <laughs> is starting to put, like, people's names on the Coke bottles now or the Coke cans? I didn't know that. It's some advertisement thing. It's like, share a Coke with, and then it's like a random person's name to try to generate that sharing Coke is good. They should have... <laughs> those same bottles but with braille on them instead mm. of actual writing mm. interesting to penetrate the blind market that is untapped and unfelt that sounded really dirty she's <laughs> <laughs> um, not selling more... the coke yes <laughs> see that's one great I thing would... about funk radio is that whether you're blind or not dirty. you can enjoy it the same yes um but yeah the song we have coming up here um, is not by a blind guy. Is by James Carr. Um, is he a car? Yes, yes, he is. How did you know? Because um, of his name. And this song, Dark End of the Street, is off his 1976 album, You Got My Mind Messed Up. Very good album. It's one of those albums by an artist where, for him in particular too, he... You know how, like, some artists just have one really, really, really kick-ass album where every single song is awesome and then they never do anything great after that? <laughs> yeah. This is that album for him. Okay. Uh, it is, like, his album. Like, basically, no one knows him for anything about this album. Good to know. Uh, but anyways, regarding this particular song, um, the, one of the writers of the song, um, Penn, I do, I do good research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he penned this song. Yes. Uh, recalled in an interview in 2008 with Mojo Magazine how him and the other, uh, the other writers of the song came up with the concept for it. He said, quote, Me and uh, Chips, which is an awesome name, by the way, were in a poker game, and we took a break and went back to our room. And there was a guitar, and we started the song. I wrote it as far as I could and handed it to him, and, and he, we finished it up really fast. It was maybe a year before James Carr recorded it, and the reason James Carr got it was because he was next. That's the way they used to get songs in Memphis. Whoever was next got the next song. Mm. So apparently these writers that have these songs that they pump out, you know, I guess there's just a waiting list of singers to, you know, <laughs> there's like, you know, there's like a little deli it's like the deli DMV. numbers. Yeah. You get like a number at the DMV and it's like, next! And they call you, and the, the, the fat monster lady from Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> calls ca calls you into the recording studio and is like you're gonna sing this song now <laughs> <laughs> um and apparently James Carr got his number pulled and he was able to sing this song uh, it's funny though because Penn added uh, in this interview he said James Carr he had some great records but this but he was kind of an Otis sound alike when he did Dark End of the Street I think he found his own voice so, basically, before this, he kind of was just like, you know, an Otis Redding, I wouldn't say impersonator, but very similar sounding. But with this album, he kind of did his own thing. fell into his own, exactly. That's cool. And that's why it ended up kind of kind of becoming his, what's that French term for, like, the best work you've done? I want to say Magnum know. Opus. Yeah, say that. Thank you, but that's Magnum Opus. French, that's Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of them, Europe. Same, it's not same American. Thing. Same thing. Yeah, it's not American. Um, but the lyrics of the song, 
I mean, the song is definitely a more downbeat, sad song. So even if you're not 100% like, oh, God, this is about cheating, you know it's something sad. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I've like, known this song for years. I never knew it was that cheating. It's kind of one of those things where... Is it like, like an open uh, interpretation thing? Yeah, it could be a little bit more of an open interpretation, but like if you really look at it, it's like, okay, that kind of falls in line with the concept of cheating. Okay. Uh, but it could be about a lot of things, so it's a bit more ambiguous than most of them. So I guess it would be more one of the more buried ones like we were talking about. But the lyrics say, I know that time is going to take its toll. We're going to pay for the love that we stole. Uh, it's a sin, and we know it's wrong. Uh, but our love keeps coming on strong. You and me at the dark end of the street, just you and me. Yeah, I can, so, I can, I can see that being about cheating. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, spe- specifically referencing that it's a sin, which obviously in the Christian religion it's considered no good. I mean, um, just in polite society. Yeah. Generally not an approved <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, I was gonna say. oh, forget that. Um, Who needs society? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anarchy! But it talks about the concept of, like, despite the similar to um, Mr. Ingram, despite the fact that they know it's wrong, their love is coming on strong. (laughs) (laughs) I think that seems to be the message for pretty much all of the ones that we're talking about. Yeah, it's like, all these ones that, you know, sort of condone the action of cheating basically all just boil it down to the power of our love is stronger than any recompense we may we may get from this it's it's not so much they want to but they have to yeah exactly that's That's a pretty good excuse yes just like like i didn't want to to. i didn't want to but she was pretty (laughs) (laughs) she was a girl and i was a man oh what is that song there's a song peter he was a boy oh god I know what song you're talking about, but I can't you know, think what it's called. I know, right? It was some like terrible '90s pop punk song. I he know. was a boy. I'm gonna go with. Girl. I'm gonna go with Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they did god. all the songs from the '90s. Oh my god! I hope not. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know who sang that. Song, I don't know either, Kyle, but now it's driving me nuts. I don't know. I don't think that's funky listeners. If you could tell us who sang that song from the five words that I just said, you would. Well, no way! I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna find this out. Are you searching it too? He was a boy, she was a girl. No, I think so, I was a girl. Whatever. Avril Lavigne, <laughs> son of a bitch. Be whatever bitch. you want. Skater boy. It's, a, it's Avril Lavigne. What, yeah, what happened to her? That's not about cheating, but... I know, not at all. I just, I don't know why <laughs> that you sang that, snapped me yeah. to that song. Well, I didn't actually mean to be singing that. I haven't heard that song in probably ten everyone, years. Everyone, Peter, everyone knows you love Avril Lavigne. I know. <laughs> I just love, like pop punk girls from the early 2000s they're so hot speaking of songs um, <laughs> um what's that song they always play on like the top 40 radio stations it's like a country song and it's about from the woman's perspective of the guy who cheated on her and, oh uh, kelly clarkson yeah right? yeah yeah oh, like, star by they, smash mouth yeah there you go. <laughs> but i mean they kelly play that on the radio they've been playing that for years on the radio and like that, yeah, that's like... about cheating obviously that's from the perspective of the I guess the term we're using is the Cheeto. Cheeto. <laughs> I don't even know which side of that is. Which which one is that? <laughs> Since you've been gone. 
that what it's called? I, th I think that's no, the one you're that's thinking of. No, that's not that. That's not that. No? Since you've been gone, I've been free for the first time. Okay, that's not the Nothing. song I'm talking about. I know what you're talking oh, about. That's not. You anyway, um, maybe it's not Kelly Clarkson. That's one of the only songs I can think of that is about. It's clearly about cheating, but it's from the perspective of the person being cheated on, not from the people doing it. Um, I would imagine, and again, misogyny aside, because I don't have any. <laughs> this is gonna be soci bad. So societal, soci societal misogyny. I would imagine a lot of the songs that are from the perspective of the victim are most likely going to be female singers. Because you don't hear as many stories about girls cheating on guys. Oh, okay, so the song is Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Not even close. I wasn't even close. Either. No, yeah, but that's the song I was thinking of, and they play that on the radio all the time. Oh. Whatever happened to Carrie Underwood? I say that about all these pop stars, because... Maybe she morphed into Frank Underwood and became House of <laughs> <laughs> She turned into Kevin Spacey. It's like it's like the Fat Albert thing. All of a sudden, she just transforms into Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey became Fat Albert. Wait. Oh, what? The movie Fat Al not not Fat Albert. Oh God, Nutty Professor. Oh, okay. I was really confused. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense. But carry on. Because the Nutty Professor, remember, like he transformed from like skinny Eddie Murphy to fat Eddie Murphy. So I just imagine Carrie Underwood at midnight transforming into into uh, Kevin Spacey. The nutty congressman. And then talking into the camera. <laughs> so do you think one day when Eddie Murphy's fat and like really old, do you think like when he tries to do another movie, the, the, the quote-unquote fat version of him and the regular will look the same? <laughs> Are you asking <laughs> if I think that the fat suit that he wore for the nutty professor is going to be how he actually gets fat in later in life. Yes. Probably not. I think that was a bit exaggerated. <laughs> okay. See, I, ima I imagine him just kind of going the Bill Cosby route where he just gets slightly chubbier and much more Old. insane. Yeah, that's true. He did get a lot crankier with the age. Everyone does. And a little bit. It's like, I guess everyone like, gets a little bit chubbier too. Yeah. Everyone. That should be a song. Everybody gets a little bit chubbier. Well, I'll leave you to write that song, Kyle. Yeah. We don't have to know about that. Uh, speaking of which, Peter. Speaking of not having to know, the next song or the last song we want to talk about, pretty much, is uh, "She Don't Have to Know" by John Legend. Um, pretty much everything we talked about has been from late 60s, uh, early 70s. This one was from 2004, so quite a bit later, a little bit more contemporary, um, from his album uh, Get Lifted. Um, I didn't know this, but I guess this album was released under Kanye West's record label called Good Music, and good is in all caps. So, <laughs> Thanks, Kanye. So I, I don't know if he came up with that name, but it seems like the least creative name possible. So he probably did uh, It's probably it. It's probably an acronym for something like... Go good. Good. It's an acronym for good. Good. Wait, I have to look it up now. Odyssey. Oh, getting dynamic. out our dreams. Son of a. I was right. Wow. Holy crap. Wait, you said that? I didn't say that. I said it was an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought it was just good, like good music. <laughs> I'm Kanye. I'm Kanye. 
He just calls, what do you want to call your label, Kanye? Kanye. That's not surprising at all. I could totally see that. Not really. It's just Kanye, Kanye. Among the artists on this label are Kanye West, Big Sean, Pusha T, Most Def, John Legend, DeBange, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hudson, uh, Common. What is so funny about that one? Mr. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> not Mr. Rogers. <laughs> God. All right. So, um, there isn't much I could find about the song and uh, specifically, but the uh, the album itself um, actually won John Legend three Grammy Awards in two thousand six, which is pretty impressive. Um, it is. Yeah. Uh, the album got best R and B album. He personally got best new artist and best male R and B vocal performance for one of the other songs on the album. Oh yeah. That, anyway. This was like his a big breakout <clears throat> album that made him like universally popular. Yeah. So there you go. That's why he won three Grammys. Uh, so quotes, uh, or I mean lyrics from the song are, quote, When I meet you, I got my shades on to cover up my eyes. I'm hoping that nobody sees me passing by. Through my disguise, I still know you recognize. But you, I know you got a little secret of your own, sneaking out with me while your man's at home. You know you're wrong, but it's so strong, still carrying on. Uh, I think there's a theme here. What's our theme we're talking about today, Mr. Cobb? Uh, that they all know it's wrong, but they but it's so strong that they do it anyways. If yeah. the love was just like, eh, he's okay, then there would be less. I don't of think anybody would really cheat, cheat if it was just like, eh, whatever. Ah, oh, maybe they really That's don't like their. <laughs> maybe they really don't like their man, and they're doing it out of spite. Hmm. Maybe. That's a that's a topic that's not talk about talked about much. Spite cheating. Spite cheating. Very you famous something about spite cheating specifically. That'll be our next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this this is just a well. Let me just say really quick, like like lyrics wise, this is a small part of the whole song. But I mean, like, there's a whole bunch more in this. I mean, I'm not gonna read the whole song, but uh, I think there's a part where they go, they the two of them travel to DC together for like three days, and they say like, "There's no one here that knows us, so we can walk around, hold hands, and like not." feel ashamed or anything uh so they kind of take it like way farther than some of these other ones because some of these vacation together yeah because i mean like for example dark end of the street what we docs talked about that's like the opposite it's like they can only meet together for short periods of time like the dark alleyway where no one will see them whereas this one they like went completely the other direction Mm -hmm. uh speaking of kanye he actually reminded me Kanye West actually did a song that was kind of about cheating. It's a little bit of a different perspective. I think the song was called Runaway, and it was basically him talking to the lady in his life, telling her that she should run away from him because he can't stop cheating. So, like, the song <laughs> is about, like, how he can't resist these other women. Like, he's, like, a bad person, and she should get away from him. So, it's, it's a little interesting perspective. Yeah. That's not, that's not too common. Because yeah. most of these songs about cheating, they're, like, pretty much, like, like I'm not a bad person for doing this. Like I got, I I just got to do it because yeah. our love is so strong. But you know, in this song, Kanye's like, "This is like a terrible thing that I'm doing. I'm just not gonna stop." <laughs> like a drug addict. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. No, that's that's interesting. Kanye actually can make good points in between. He's <laughs> a very nuanced. He can make artist. a good point about how he how he's a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Good on him, I guess. I think his best songs are, are when he's calling out his own flaws because that's rare. Because Kanye has so few flaws. Like, that's like <laughs> yes. one song. That's true. 
get all those down in one verse and and he's like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> um, my Grammy. To, to kind of wrap this up here, uh, we have one written, written down that you wanted to mention, like an normal mention, Kyle, um, called Girlfriend by Michael Jackson. Did you have anything you wanted to say about that? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> I remember we wrote it down when we were researching uh, it, but I don't know. We wrote it down, but I didn't do any research. And I kind of forgot what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you thought it was not necessarily about cheating, but it could be. Well, I, okay, from what I remember, it's a song that Michael Jackson did during the head of his fame. I think it was off the Bad album, but I'm not sure. Off um, the wall? Where he's cheating with a girl, but she, like, makes him mad or something, so he's threatening to tell her man. So it's almost like cheating blackmail, which is another perspective. Oh, that is yeah, a, actually, I have the lyrics. pretty unique. <laughs> kind of creepy. I have the lyrics in front right? of me. Go for uh, it. Says, I'm going to tell, girlfriend, I'm going to tell your boyfriend... Tell him exactly what we're doing. Tell him what you do to me late at night when the wind is free. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Michael! What um, are you thinking? I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show him the letters I've been saving. Show him how you feel inside and how love cannot be denied. Um, All right, this is one song I do not understand who the target audience was. Like, who is he speaking to with these lyrics? Yeah. Is it just a really elaborate was, like threat to someone? He was using the song as the way to tell the boyfriend by telling everyone in the world wow. because he was the king of pop back then. Okay. Let's be fair, though. 1979, Michael Jackson didn't need a target audience. It was just everybody. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, he could have sung about, I don't know, installing carpeting and everyone would have loved it. I would have listened to that. <laughs> Put down that carpet. <laughs> Uh, so that that song actually okay. So that song is relevant. Um, not one that really supports it, but <laughs> it does. I guess it's a good it's a good one to mention that. Yeah, that is a kind of weird perspective, though. Right. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see that we got all kinds of perspectives on cheating. <laughs> That's true. That's what we do on Funk Radio. We we offer perspective. We say things about a lot of different things. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Funk Radio. I don't unless you guys have anything else you want to say. I guess uh, I didn't I'm ask. Ta- I'm tapped out. I don't know. How about you, Ryan? Uh, I mean, yeah. I feel like we ran the gamut of all the different things you could say about cheating in a song. Okay. Well, if you don't think that we did good, blah, blah, if you don't think we did a good, good enough <laughs> well, job, one point against talk, talk, talking about cheating. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. That sounded really stupid. If you don't agree with us, like us on Facebook. But if you do like us on Facebook, <laughs> you can you can tell us you can tell us where we went wrong and maybe give us some advice and other songs that you know of about cheating that we missed in the show. Peter, you're just inviting trolls. Um, we'll take what we can get at this point. <laughs> we are also sponsored by trolls. Yes, the little troll dolls. Yeah, they're adorable. Do they Buy one with those? your coke. <laughs> with your Happy Meal from McDonald's, y'all. Um, what else? Why is Paula Deen advertising McDonald's? Why isn't Paula Deen advertising everything? Did I tell you that I, I when I was traveling like a month ago, um, for some reason I had the idea, oh, because there was uh, like a Wolfgang Puck restaurant in the airport or something. And I was <laughs> like, I think. Gourmet cuisine. Think of airports. It was something like that. Um, but 
I was like, I wonder if Paula Dean has her own restaurant. Because that's where my, my mind goes. And you know, uh, she do, you, you know that's how her fame started, right? I didn't she know that's how it started. I figured out she does have one, but I didn't realize that's how it started. Um, uh, but yeah. it's called, like, Mother and Sons, I think. And yeah, she's got, like, two derpy sons. Thank you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> it's in somewhere in Georgia. Um, but it's basically... It's, it's an upscale Southern-style restaurant, but they also have, like, Paula's Southern Buffet where you can eat all you can eat southern food you just, I just imagine she lays on the buffet table and oh. you just get the food off of her you have a terrible well, imagination if you like us on Facebook already um, unlike us at this point because that was the most terrible thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're free to say Paula Deen's an attractive woman if that's your taste but we don't need the visuals you just keep those to yourself yeah okay um. that's for Kyle's private stash for those private moments in your life. Yes. <laughs> we need to stop talking about this right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we post our podcast episodes and articles uh, to 8cn.tv. Great place to go if you're on the internet anyway. Might as well go there and just go there. If you're in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, also on the podcast page of 8cn.tv, because they also have lots of other podcasts, not just us. Including, uh, Ryan, do you want to tell us about the Super Circuit cast really quick? Yeah, we talk about video games, and it was probably about three times as dumb as this episode, so... <laughs> that is I mean, take that as lot. you will. If you, if you love this so episode, much. you'll love that one three times more, or less. I don't know, either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go find out by listening to the Super... 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 Super Circuit cast. <laughs> I, apparently I can't talk. Super Circuit cast on ATN.TV. Um, also, if you go to the podcast page, uh, there should be a link on the right side that says something about Amazon, buy things, and we love you. Uh, if you click on that and buy things from Amazon, such as items to help you cheat on someone, okay. I don't know what that what? would be. <laughs> trying to tie it in here. Um, some of that money goes back to HCN and maybe goes back to us. I don't know. We won't find out until we buy stuff. <laughs> Please go buy lots of expensive things. Buy expensive things for the woman that you're cheating with, because that will keep her with you. Like a 10-gallon drub of lube. Or buy things for the woman or man that you're with right now, so that they will appreciate you and love you and not cheat on you. Like chocolate. The yes. more we talk, the worse our advice is getting, I feel like. <laughs> like the new Coke. It's better than the old Coke, because it's new. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well this is the end of our episode I'm going to try to wrap this up Before we just talk endlessly about nothing This has been your host Peter And this has been your host Kyle Thank you Ryan for joining us on our show today We appreciate you Happy to be here stuff. Talking about such wonderful topics as cheating Yes, it is wonderful And, and Cheetos <laughs> che- Cheating and Cheetos <laughs> Oh gosh, okay Well thanks for listening everybody Tune in next time for more of your favorite fun videos If you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.